This podcast is intended solely for blind and print-impaired audiences and is brought to you by the Radio Talking Book Service in Omaha, Nebraska. It's time now for this week's episode of Tech It Out, a program poised on the cutting edge of technology. Outlook Enrichment is pleased to sponsor this edition of Tech It Out here on Radio Talking Book. For more information about Outlook Enrichment, please call 531-365-5051 or visit www.outlooken.org. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Tech It Out. Today, I'm your host, Paulette Monte, Executive Director of Outlook Enrichment. And with me today is our new adaptive technology trainer, Rachel Helwig. Say hi, Rachel. Hello. And today, you know, welcome to 2023. It's a new year. And many of us, as we look at starting our new year, we also are setting up some new goals for ourselves. And oftentimes these goals have to do with health and wellness. So today's topic is all going to be on technology, both low-tech and high-tech adaptive technology that can benefit you in reaching those weight loss or healthy well-being goals. And first, we're going to start with some of those low-tech options. Not everybody's going to be the advanced smartphone user. And so we want to share both low-tech and high-tech options that are available out to you. So one of the things as we start looking at walking or running or being more active in our communities, we're going to look at pedometers. These are low-tech options. They're simple, one-function things um, that will clip to your belt. Some are small, um, usually about the size, if you're familiar with the old-school pagers. I know we're dating ourselves here. But <laughs> these little pagers, um, size devices, clip to your belt or to a pocket, and they track your steps throughout the day. Some of them also will tell you the time, and but their primary function is to tell you how many steps you're walked. And how these little devices work is there's a little pendulum inside of it that swings back and forth. And as you walk, it counts your steps. So these are really low-tech devices. There are a couple talking ones that I want to share with you today, and they range from about $13 to $15 all the way up to about $20. So we're not talking about a huge in, increase in price for something that's going to be accessible for you to, to use. So the talking pedometer, the one that's probably the most common one that we'll see is through Sharper Image. This is a talking a pedometer with music and a clock setting. Um, not really highly rated. All of these pedometers are available on Amazon. It's about $21 on Amazon. And all it does is keep track of your steps. And it also tells you how many calories you've burned throughout your walking day. Um, at audio output will just be kind of a, a tinny kind of speaker voice on it. Nothing fancy. We also have a talking voice pedometer with, and clock with counting your steps and distance. Um, and these, if you just go on to Amazon and you type talking pedometers, a lot of these will come in. This one is by Launch Initiative. Um, I'm sorry, Launch Innovative. 
Um, this one looks more like the standard um, pager model. And this one has both a talking clock and your step counter with it. Also tells you how many, how many miles that you have walked in that day. So these are low tech options. Gradually, as we start moving into more higher end things, there are actually a lot of options out there. When we start talking about um, watches and things that you might use. Now, there's a couple of things I really want you to think about when looking at smart watches. So they can be as low as 19 to $20, all the way up to an Apple watch. So a couple of things to really keep in mind is the screen on the watch. Um, when you're looking at these fitness trackers, they may have a lot of bells and whistles to them, and it really depends on what you're looking for. For most purposes, if you're just looking for something simple that is going to track your steps, give you information about the time, possibly maybe the date, you might look at something that's um, fairly easy to use. Um, a lot of these watch apps, they do sync to your smart device. So you do have to be somewhat tech savvy in order to be able to use them. Uh, one of the ones that's out there that is a smartwatch fix fitness exercise pedometer tracking watch. This one has a 24-7 heart rate and blood oxygen, as well as check your sleep monitor. It connects to your iPhone and is compatible um, with your iPhone and some of the Android devices. This one is by the brand is B-O-V-R-O-U, available on Amazon for $19. So this is a lower end one, but it has some of those talking features with it that might enable you to use it fairly independently. Also does sync to your smartphone. You have ones like this and a wide variety of them. And most of them will have that proprietary app that comes with the watch. So you oftentimes will have to go to the app store, download the app, and you don't know whether the app is going to be accessible to you or not. So that's the downside of some of these. Um, when you are looking at the watches and things, one of the tips that you might want to try is going in and downloading the app before you buy, trying to set it up in there and just seeing how accessible it might be. Otherwise, you may choose to look at another device. Um, if you're low vision and you're looking at it, some of the things that you might look at in this is how easy is it for me to read the app? How easy is it for me to set up contrast settings? Remember that in your accessibility settings at the very bottom of the page, there's going to be the app specific settings. And so you can go in and play around with your app specific settings if you need to change some of those contrast features, for example, to have it on the negative image to give you a little more um, time with looking at, is it going to be accessible in my needs? 
One of the other things that's a downside about a lot of these watches is looking at the environment. Where are you going to be using the watch or device the most? Are you walking inside or are you walking outside? And how easy is it to read the screen on the watch in different lighting options? With looking at the lighting options, um, for example, one of the ones that I prefer is the Garmin VivoFit. And this has a black background with gold letters. It allows me to see the face of the watch in a variety of lighting settings. And then it syncs that information to a app through Garmin Connect. And that Connect has a black background with white letters already. So that's a pretty easy to use. And I looked at that when I was looking at my Garmin. Um, there's now a lot more variety in garments than they're used to have. And the one that I prefer the most is now being um, outdated. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to it being outdated. Um, the other option, other, I'm sorry, Rachel, did you have a question? I just said that's technology. <laughs> yeah, it's a downside. You, when you find something that you really like, um, and what I like about this particular one is that also a lot of the fitness watches, if you sat too long or been stationary too long, they will kind of alert you, um, whether it's a beep or some vibratory aspect to say, hey, you've been sitting still too long. You need to get up and get moving. Um, and that's kind of nice, especially if you're working in an office setting like we do and you sat too long and it may say, get up, you need to walk around a little. Um, the other thing to pay attention to when you are looking for fitness watches is how does it charge? So, for example, with a Vivo Fit that I was raving about, I don't have to charge it. It's got a battery in it. I never have to sync it to a device. Um, if I don't want to, I can just wear it and be done. And it gives me my calorie counts, how many steps I've walked, how many miles uh, based on my goals. The only time I really have to sync it if I want to is during daylight savings time to sync it to the right time. Um, other watches, you actually have to plug in every night. So that's the iWatch, the iPhone watch, you know, and some of these other the fitness trackers like the Fitbit, you have to charge it every night. It doesn't give you as much flexibility based on what you're wanting to do either. Some of these will be more waterproof than others. So if you're wanting something that you can wear in the shower or swimming, you may want to be looking at those types of features too. Question so, Yes, ma'am. Is there a difference in the size of the screens on these watches? Is one screen a little bit larger than the other? So it's... That's a uh, great question. And, and yeah, you would want to look for things. Um, and also that plays into also how large of a wrist you have. So for right. example, I have a very narrow wrist and that played a lot into finding a watch that was going to fit for me because my wrists are very small. And if I go too large, then it may not fit comfortably on my wrist. And so um, that plays into it. So some of them are fairly large screens and some are smaller. 
If you're wanting a smaller one, you may want to look at a watch like the one I was talking about, the Smartwatch Fitness Exercise Pedometer by the VU. Um, and that might be a better fit for you versus something that you're wanting to see a lot of information on the screen. So like the Apple watches tend to have a larger screen on them because you're reading text messages, you're reading other things on them as a sighted person. But if you're looking at full accessibility on the watch, you know, and having access to your text messages, having access to those, you almost have to go with um, the Apple Watch because it's going to give you a lot more of that audio information than you would have on just a smartwatch. Um, that's just your fitness tracker. So we're, we've talked about kind of some of these things. Let's talk about stuff that's available on your phone already. So on your phone already, you may have uh, pedometer features through your Apple Health app. And we talked about our Apple Health app in our um, a couple weeks ago when we did some of the diabetic and other types of things and how to set up emergency contacts on your smartphone. But there are a lot of easier to use pedometer apps out there. Um, and a couple of things to look at for your pedometer app is how easy, again, how easy is it to read? How much information do I really want to be presented with? And how easy is it to, for me to get that information on the smart device that I'm using it on? So I'm talking about um, a couple different uh, ones. And keep in mind, when we are recommending these pedometer apps and other things, we vetted them. There are literally hundreds of pedometer apps out there if you go to the Apple store. So some of the ones that we're going to talk about today, we've already vetted because they have some nice features with them. So one of the apps I'm talking about is the pedometer light is what you would search for. It is by Luminant Software, L-U-M-I-N-A-N-T Software. This is a really nice app. It's very high contrast. So it has very limited information. It tells you, it tells you today's totals, how many steps. And today it's telling me I did 106 steps because I've been working from home today. Haven't been very active so far. Mm -hmm. So it tells you the distance in miles and how many calories you burnt. Um, and that's all. So it works even if you're not using your full features. Um, it has a darker background um, and huge fonts. So um, the font size on it for your number of steps is bright green. And it is probably in about a 40 point plus font. So fairly easy, um, easy to read, the nice contrast, those kinds of things. It does work with screen reading. Um, I'm not voiceover, and if you're using your speak screen settings. Another one that is a little more advanced has some other features in it, that, such as it gives you um, your step. It also can sync with your mapping. 
to look at, like if you're looking at how much distance you're getting on a specific walking route that you might be doing. Um, I use this one a lot when I was taking my grandson, when I was babysitting him all the time to go to the park and mapping that route and the routes in our neighborhood while I was walking him with the stroller. This one's a great one. I've been using it for a number of years. This one is footsteps pedometer. It's an advanced step counter. It has some nice features in it um, that have um, like, a, again, it will track the mapping. One of the nice options about this particular one is it does have a variety of color screen combinations that you can use. So whether you want that negative image or maybe you want it to be all purples, all greens, there's a lot of different options in it. And this one tells you your day, tells your calories, your distance walked, how many steps you're doing. But again, it has some of those other features where it will show more advanced things like what's your history been over the last 10, 15 days, um, how many steps you're doing on a regular basis, what's your average, but it will also have some of those other nice features about tracking, um, like your settings and, and your mapping components. Now, these are both free apps, so it's not gonna cost you anything to download it. Here is the pluses and benefits about using your smartphone as your pedometer. The biggest downside is you always have to have it on. If you're not using a smartwatch or something else, you're going to have to keep your pedometer on you at all times, your phone on you at all times. Otherwise, it is not going to track all of your steps. So if you're setting it down while you're cooking in the kitchen, it's not going to track that. If you're going out and walking in the neighborhood and you have it on you, and whether you're using it with an armband or a belt clip, that might be a better way to go if you're going to use it for tracking everything throughout the day. So putting it in your purse or a bag and just walking it around with it in the store is not going to be sufficient. You actually have it physically on your person like you would an actual Correct. pedometer clip to your belt. Yeah. So um a lot of different carrier cases, you know, can flip to your belt um, if you're using it. If you're a female and you don't wear a lot of belts, you know, that might be a problem too. Mm -hmm. um, or if you mm -hmm. are a woman, a lot of times the pockets aren't big enough for your smartphone. So you may have to look at other alternatives. Uh, the armband um, where it velcros around your arm and you slide your phone into it would be an option. Um, I don't know how well it would work. Like they have some of the Lariat uh, wallet case kinds of things. I don't know how well it would work with something like that. But that would be another option that somebody might try also. Um, and that makes a big difference is how accurate of a reading are you going to get so you have that good knowledge of how many steps and how many calories did I burn during the day? So those that are two basic ones. Go ahead, Rachel. I'm so sorry to interrupt you, Paula. That that has that kind of leads me to another question. Is there one 
option that's better than the others is the pedometer um, that you described at the very beginning better accurate than say watch the phone is there that's a good question um the pedometer that we talked about in the beginning um they're very simple tests Mm -hmm. so they may not be as accurate because it's functioning on that pedometer um if you're talking about something that's a smart watch or a smart device the advantage to those is it will start to learn your steps ride um, how quickly you walk some of those kinds of things will play into that versus just a very simple pedometer if all you're wanting to do is to check your steps you may want to go with a simple pedometer if you're wanting to have some of that more advanced features where it's going to be able to learn as you go with checking steps, checking um, how many calories, some of them will check your heart rate um, and, and blood pressure as you go. Some of them will also track your sleeping patterns. Um, so some of those kinds of things, if you're needing more of that information, for health risk assessment information, then you may want to move to the smart device um, and looking at what your options. And there are so many different options out there anymore. It's ridiculous. It used to be that your only real option was the iPhone, uh, the Apple phone for full accessibility. But now with a lot of these that can connect, to your smart device to give you that information. You don't necessarily have to have a talking device if you can sync it to your smart device. But again, that really varies on how tech savvy a person is. There are so many products now that make it so much easier. For example, even talking scales, you can still buy a talking scale and have it scream out to the whole world how much overweight you are. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so if, if you got on that scale, the whole house knows how much you weigh. They're very uh, loud. Um, and all that does is check your weight. It doesn't calculate a lot of the other things that are now available. And like, for example, the scale that I have, I can step on it. It syncs to my phone and it gives me how much, uh, how, what's my weight. Oh, what's my body mass? What's, you know, and it's giving me a lot more of that information. Probably. So there's a lot of options out there. Again, the thing that's hard, and if you're looking at a scale like that, check out the app first because you can download the app, see how accessible it is, use your settings before you even try it. If you're getting to that point and you can't even register or log in on, on it, then because it's not accessible, then don't buy that product. Um, yeah, looking at other question. things that usually come up this time of year, we talked about talking scales and there's some very basic ones out there. Again, there's a lot more variety now than there used to be, but there still are only like a handful of just strictly talking scales. Um, so you may have to look at something that would be a little more robust in connecting to your smart device, depending on what types of information you might want. 
Um, other things are the meal tracking sites. Um, there's a lot of variety in the meal tracking sites. Um, so like my plate is a good example of one. My plate gathers a lot of information and allows you to track daily what you're using. It has a listing of pre-identified uh, foods, a pretty comprehensive list that's always building. Um, one of the downsides with the, the My Plate is a lot of times it may require you to scan the barcode. And on something, and Rachel will tell you that scanning and finding that barcode on a product may not be so easy. Especially if it's around can, like vegetables or soup. Um, what I did discover is if I feel for the seam label, barcode on cans seem to be closer to that seam on the label. That's boxes, a really great tip. Yeah, see, and boxes and and it's usually on the bottom on the back. When I tell if it's the back side of the box, I feel each end, the top and the bottom. I feel for that little tab that they put on there so that if you don't use the whole box, you can close it back up. That tells me that's the top of the box. So then I to the bottom, I start using my phone to scan around, and it makes it amazing until you're getting closer by the beeping noise of faster is closer you are to that box. Great tip, Rachel. Lighting also plays a really important role in how well that it, that scanning feature will work, and it may be more of a challenge. So Be My Plate has some nice features. They also have like some workouts and some other things that are available in there. Um, another one that I really like um, is if you have a hard time with scanning that, think about the container diet. Um, and what these do is you put in usually your weight and your height and some basic information and maybe what your weight loss goal is. And these use the container system that you can buy through Amazon or through Walmart, different places. Um, and it gives you different containers that are color coded. So great, low contrast, high vision aid. Um, for example, your vegetable container, which is about a cup, is going to be green and your fruits might be purple. So it allows you to visually see from a low co a contrast kind of option what it is, and you, you would use that for your measurements. So if you're having salad, you would do one cup of the green, and you're allowed so many servings per day. Um, one of the apps that I really like um, for this particular one, uh, because it's very high contrast, it um, uses the same color coding system that you're going to use for the diet. Um, it's called My Simple 21 Day Log. And all you do is you go in, you put in what your current weight is, and it will give you a couple different options for plans. It's going to recommend some. And so it'll tell you how many servings per day you're allowed. So for example, I'm allowed on my plan, six servings of vegetables a day. And then I use that cup measurement to help me guide how much salad or how many green beans I want to have with dinner. But it makes it really easy. I don't have to count the calories. 
It doesn't track. I don't have to scan anything. You just have to know in the food list what are included in those that are approved foods for the day. And that makes it a lot easier to keep track. It also helps a lot with your portion sizing. Um, I have a tendency to eat more than I should. So it helps me stay on track of instead of eating um, over the amount that I should of like meat, I can keep up the meat, put it in the container, and I know what exactly I'm getting for my portion size. So those are some of the tips and suggestions that we have. As always, we will be doing a class on this particular, we'll go more in depth on some of the options. Um, the class is going to be held. It's called Tech It Out, Time to Focus on Fitness. It's going to be Wednesday, January 18th from 6 to 7 p.m. via Zoom. You can register for our class on the Outlook Enrichment website, outlooken.org, or you can call us and register by phone at 531-365-5051. Thank you for joining us today. Have a great day. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of Tech It Out, the program that dances on the cutting edge of technology. Brought to you by Outlook Enrichment. More information is available at www.outlooken.org or by calling 531-365-5051. The Radio Talking Book Network is brought to you with the cooperation of KIOS-FM in Omaha and statewide through the facilities of NET Radio and Television. We've been proudly serving our blind and visually impaired listeners for 47 years. Thank you for being a loyal Radio Talking Book listener and supporter.